Hey listeners, before we get into this episode, I have a quick ask to make. I started this podcast as a research project on how to be a top individual contributor in the product design space. My goal for the show was to learn what it takes to be an individual contributor that's doing amazing, impactful work that they love doing day in and day out and getting paid top dollar while they do it. Becoming that type of individual contributor is the ultimate job security. With close to 100 hours of interview recordings, this has naturally led to the creation of the short form video articles that synthesize my learnings into 10 minute listens of actionable content. You might recognize these as my morning walk episodes or the hashtag shorts episodes. To my surprise, those episodes have been very well received and listeners have enjoyed the synthesis of what I've learned. This has led to the next chapter of my research project, which is beginning to synthesize what I've learned into a new newsletter called Thinking Out Loud About Design that you can subscribe to right now for free. Thinking Out Loud About Design is an email newsletter and podcast that basically contains all my synthesis for my long form interviews. It's pure distilled learnings that you can apply to your career immediately. This content is for you if you are a couple years into your career and you're trying to make that move from mid-level to senior designer and senior designer to staff designer. I mainly focus on becoming high-performing individual contributors in the product design industry. A free subscription gives you full access to the newsletter, podcast episodes, and website. You won't have to worry about missing anything because every new edition of the newsletter goes directly into your inbox. So my ask is this. If you have gotten any value out of the way of product design, or if it's helped you in any way or someone you know, please subscribe to Thinking Out Loud About Design and get the distilled learnings on being a staff-level individual contributor. You can find a link to the newsletter in the show notes of every episode of this podcast and on my LinkedIn page. Just look up Caden Damiano. Thanks again for listening and supporting the way of product design. I wouldn't be doing this if you guys weren't listening. Now, on to the show. product community, I have an idea I want to share with you. And I wrote it in an article a couple months back. It's called Don't Work for Brands. In this essay, I get pretty open about my experience interviewing with Facebook and the introspection I had after not making the cut for the job. I think anyone trying to figure out their career right now needs to hear this message. There are only so many jobs offered at so-called big brands. They can't possibly hire every designer who applies. But there are plenty of great opportunities and companies around the globe. You might not be able to brag about your first job to your friends and family, but it doesn't mean your career trajectory is shot if you don't work at one of the big tech companies starting out. What I have noticed in the designers I admire is that they didn't start at Google, Intuit, or Facebook at design school. They worked in mostly obscure companies building their craft before getting such high visibility. But enough talking. If you want my philosophy on long game career growth, Last year, I interviewed with Facebook for a new graduate role. I didn't make it that far in the interview process, which is totally normal for most applicants, but it was nice to be considered in the running. Some very smart people work there, and it would have been a great opportunity in my career. After I got the news, I was pretty drained. I had put a year of preparation into that one interview. You see, the year before, we found out that Facebook would start recruiting from my university and only students who were recommended by professors would get a shot at the interview. So, being the go-getter that I am, I made sure to prep myself and level up my skills to get the recommendation. That entire year was spent getting in a position to interview at Facebook. 
It was my shot to get into the big leagues, and I don't think I would have had another one like it. So, understandably, after being given the opportunity to interview and being turned down, I felt pretty wasted. It felt like I wasted a whole year to get to this point with nothing to show for it. But what surprised me was how disappointed I was. Digging a little deeper, I understood that the biggest reason I was upset is that I missed out on getting the Facebook logo on my LinkedIn profile. Now, this is messed up in a couple of ways. One, I spent an entire year working to get a logo on a social media profile. I was working to convince a brand to hire me so I can get an early career win by leveraging their brand for more future roles. This is like trying to seduce an attractive person into sleeping with you so you could brag to your friends about your conquests. Pretty shallow to say the least. Two, I spent a pretty hefty opportunity cost worrying about a logo on LinkedIn that I spent a year posturing when I could have been working at being the best product designer I could be. I neglected so many projects that I could have done really well on and develop a better body of work to increase my ability to produce, but I didn't because I was trying to be something that deserved a Facebook logo. My biggest regret was not enjoying the journey of my last year of college, where I could have cultivated better relationships, developed better craft, and found out what I really wanted in my career, which really wasn't moving to Silicon Valley. This is a cautionary tale for the ambitious designers out there. When you chase big brands, you miss out on awesome opportunities to build up your skills early in your career. There are so many solid companies that might not have the brand equity you could brag to your friends about, but they may have a design team that will foster your career and make you better than any big internship with a big company ever would. By chasing the brand, you miss what you want to accomplish in the first place. But don't misunderstand my words. This isn't an argument to not apply to big tech firms. This is what you could do instead. So instead of working to be a part of big brands, work for opportunities instead. Don't work for a company because it's popular. Work there because you know the team and admire the work they do. Don't go to a prestigious school because it's prestigious. Go there because the program in a certain field is top notch and the professors there are notorious for caring about student success. The problem with making decisions based on brand is that you tend to ignore the people behind the brand. You ignore the fact that even though it's a big company, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into because the only factor you considered is the brand, not the implications of working at a certain top firm. I'd much rather work at a big name brand if I knew the team members I'd be working with the reasoning behind product decisions, and the people I would have access to. More importantly, if they had a solid value proposition, if their business model was solid, not because their brand was cool. That shouldn't be a factor. If anything, you should be making that good brand when you work for them. There's plenty of companies that need it. But how could you make a decision like that if you're not immersing yourself in the community? If you don't spend time building relationships? The only companies you'll see that are hiring are the Facebooks, the Googles, the plural sites, but you'll fail to recognize the dream job at a company that isn't as well marketed, that has a talented design team, amazing business model, and an abundance of meaningful work to do. Here are some examples of people who worked for opportunities instead of brands. Julie Zhao worked at Facebook long before it was cool to work at Facebook. 
The Adobe employees who worked at Omniture pre-acquisition didn't work at Omniture because they knew Adobe was going to buy them. How many designers who want to work for Domo actually know what Domo does? If I gave you a test just showing the brand names and logos of local companies in the Silicon Valley and in Silicon Slopes, any tech hub, how many of them can you honestly say you know what their business model is? How many of them can you describe their business model? How do they make money? Many designers who work for brands cannot do that. In my experience, many people cannot because they just apply to the coolest brands and do not consider the opportunities working at these companies entail. What does Workfront even do? What is Podium in business for? Most people I talk to who apply to these places aren't able to answer those questions. Do you know that if you work for IBM in New York, you'll be working on interfaces for database admins? Still a cool problem to solve. That's not the issue. But was that what you had in mind when you went to design school? Every designer wants to do impactful work, but don't get confused. You can do great things at Workfronts, Facebooks, Intuits, and IBMs, but don't work there because they're Workfront, Facebook, Intuit, or IBM. I made this mistake and interviewed at Facebook because it was Facebook. I didn't consider the fact that I deleted Facebook and Instagram from my phone months before because I didn't like the way I felt when I used their products. I just wanted to work there because it was a prestigious brand. Work at Intuit because you admire the work being done by the creative technology team. Work at IBM because you know the lead designer there and her work fascinates you. The best opportunities are only available to the insiders. Whoever is closest to the action or knows who is working on what gets first mover advantage. The dream jobs in our industry are reserved for the community. Only 40% of jobs actually make it to the job board site. The rest are filled before they can be posted on ZipRecruiter. If you want to find your dream job, it will not be on a job board. It will be from a classmate you were nice to during college. It will be from someone you met at a meetup. And it will be someone who admires your work from a distance. Find your voice. Did you know Cameron Mole had an opportunity to work at Facebook pre-IPO? Mark Zuckerberg saw the blog articles he was writing and offered him to be one of the first handful of designers at Facebook. He said that if he took that opportunity, he would have had a lot more zeros at the end of his bank account. But at the time, it just wasn't a good fit for him. Many of my opportunities, if not all of them now, are because I share my opinions in the community and meet interesting people through the podcast I host. My job prospects are better because I find those underrated companies that do amazing work. In the last episodes of our podcast, we asked our interviewees how we could find our personal work style, our voice and design, so we could better understand how we could be ourselves as designers and know what kind of work we could really provide value in. If you find your voice, you apply to less places because you know which companies would be a good fit for you. If you find your voice, you say no to things that you're not good at. Saying yes to everything assigned to you without pushing back dooms you to be a production designer with no seat at the strategic table. When you find your voice, you don't struggle in the job search as much because you know what value you add. So don't work for brands. Don't work to be at a big company. Work for opportunities. And maybe those opportunities will lead to a senior role at a really big company. But at least this time, 
it will make sense in your personal journey, in your career. As always, if this episode impacted you in any way, please share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, or any social media in general. If you resonated with this, there might be someone else who needs to hear it. to this podcast wherever you're listening.